0: Well, good morning, everybody. I am Cheryl Luke and I am so glad to be with you this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house, to Becky, to Miss Jerry, happy Mother's Day, and to my special friend, Jenny Spuehler, happy Mother's Day. And all you moms out there, this is your day and we celebrate you. And to City Hope, Man, I love you guys so much. I've been there a couple of times and you guys have really, really, literally captured my heart on such a core level. I love who you are. I love your generosity. I love the way you love people. And I love your pastors, Pastor Trey and Becky, you guys are absolutely amazing. And I love the way you lead and the way you direct your people. So thank you so much for allowing me to be here. You know, we're living in unprecedented times. We're living in very challenging times with COVID and stay at home, sheltering at home, and um, people are losing their jobs. And um, we've got some of our loved ones and some of our family members have have either passed away or they're sick, and we don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. And our economy, the impact that this has had on our economy is untelling, and we just don't know what tomorrow's gonna look like, but I wanna share something with you. We serve a God who has the power to lead, guide, and direct us right through this to restoration. And I don't know what restoration looks like, but this is what I do know. He knows us and He sees us and He's with us in this. And so if you're struggling right now, I just wanna challenge you. I just wanna remind you that you're not in this alone. We're all in this together and we wanna serve you and be in it with you. So again, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And moms, we want to celebrate you. And today my message is for the woman, but I want to talk to the men really quick. So I know we have men in the room and we haven't forgotten you. We want to take a moment to honor who you are and thank you for the role that you play in our lives. We need you. We need your strength we need your wisdom and we wouldn't be who you are, who we are without you. We need you to embody the character of Christ, the character of God that reflects his glory and his wisdom. So men, can I get a good amen? I bet you that sounded awesome. So Tony Evans says this, if it were not for godly, great women and mothers who believed God, even when others around them did not, we would not see the return of people who have come back to God and the impact on children for generations to come. God's kingdom is made up of godly mothers and women who didn't cave in when the going got tough. And today, so today I want to talk about that woman and that mother. And you might be sitting here today thinking, I'm not a mother. I don't even want to be here. I don't have children. Well, guess what? I'm in the same boat as you are. I want to be here though, but I'm not a mother. I don't have children, but I've had a shift in my perspective a few years ago. And that is this, God has placed me on the earth to be a woman of influence. And with that comes the ability to mother, whether or not I have biological children or not. So you might be sitting in the audience and you might be saying, I don't want to have children, And that's okay. You might be in the audience and you might be saying, I don't have children yet. Or you may be trying to have children and you haven't gotten there yet. And for those of you who are wanting children and it's been tough, I just want you to know that we want you to hang in there, that God has a promise for you. I don't know what that looks like, but he's good. And if it's not done, he's not done. So please hold on. I want to talk about the woman of influence. Here's the definition. It says the capacity or power to be a compelling force on or produce effect on the actions, the behavior, the opinions of others. When I think about that word influence, I do think about women. I think about our ability to make things happen. I think about our ability to change the minds of our children. I think about our ability to pray for something and it happens. We are women of influence, but my message today is called the woman of influence. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to the heart of you as a woman, a singular woman who has influence on generations. A woman who has the ability to impact all of humanity. When I think about influence, I go back to my mother. She was an amazing woman and she was really funny. Now thinking about Mother's Day, she would, now this was back in the day, she would grab a flyer that had the gift that she wanted on that flyer. And she would circle the gift and place the flyer on our counter or place it on our bed or place it on the table. She wouldn't say a thing but she would influence our gift giving by circling what she wanted. And guess what? We got her what she wanted. When I think about her and her ability to influence, I think about my sister and how she raised my sister to be an amazing, amazing mother. My sister's name is Sissy, and we are very, very close. And she raised a man of God, and what you can't see right now is my nephew is right here in this room with me. He helped me prepare for today, but the influence on his life didn't start or stop with his mother. I think about my mother and the impact that she had on my sister and how that impact and that influence was like a thread that wrapped its arms, wrapped its tentacles around the heart of my nephew. And now looking at him and watching him lead his family, I watch him love his wife. I watch him raise his children. I watch him go to work. I watch him impact the people in the community around him. Do you know that that man didn't come and become that on his own? He became that because of the capacity or the power that my mother had to influence the action, the behavior, and the opinion of my sister and my nephew. It happened through relationship. When I think back, when Derek was a young boy, and I used to watch him play around my my mother's house, his grandmother's house, and she would look at him, and she would say, have you prayed today? Sometimes he would say yes, and he was not telling the truth and she knew it. And she would say, you know what, go in the room and pray. And then when you're done praying, come back and let me know if you got anything. And the impact that those moments had on his life, you can't, ba- you can't pay that. You can't pay for that. You can't buy it. And it doesn't just happen. It's because of community. It's because, it's because they were in relationship with one another. So thinking about influence, I want to go to the book of second Timothy, Timothy, second Timothy one, five, this is where Paul is addressing Timothy. And he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives also in you. The reason Paul was reminded of the influence was because he had relationship with Lois and he had relationship with Eunice and he had relationship with Timothy. He was able to observe the relationships that they had and the impact that Lois and Eunice had on Timothy. And that gave him the ability to stand there and have this conversation or write to Timothy and say, I know who you are. I know you're a man of faith. I know you're going to serve the Lord. I'm sure you're going to make some mistakes. We all do. But I know who you really are because I know your mama and I know your grandmama. Isn't it interesting how powerful the impact of influence has on our lives? I don't know what type of relationship Eunice has and Lois had with Timothy. And I don't know what relationship they had with Paul, but Paul caught something. He caught the fact that they loved him. They caught the fact that the scripture says that they taught him the word of God. I'm sure he caught the fact that they corrected him. I'm sure he caught the fact that they helped lead him towards truth and righteousness and holiness. I'm sure he got to see them laugh and banter around one another. That's what relationship looks like. And as a woman of influence, we have this ability to be in relationship with one another that doesn't match anything else. Think about your relationships. Who are you influencing these days? You know, much like Timothy, Derek, again, is a product of his mother's influence and his grandmother's influence. Lois was his mother, but Eunice was a significant factor in Timothy becoming the man of God that he was. And we cannot overlook that. We can't overlook the fact that those women influenced him to become the man of God that he is or that he was. What does it take to impact the generations? What does it take to be a woman of influence? What are the qualities that a woman possesses that would allow her or cause her to be someone who influences others that cause causes her to affect the opinions, the behavior and the relationships of those around her? Well, I've got three things. I want to talk about being teachable. I want to talk about being patient and I want to talk about being consistent. I go back to my mother really quick and I think about, the word teachable, being able to be instructed, having the ability to take on instruction. My mother was a strong woman, strong. She could look at you and tell you all about your life in about five minutes. And then if you made her upset, she had these long fingernails that kind of grew like talons. And she would say, come here, baby. And then the whole blood, all of your blood would just drop from the head to your toes and you'd feel lightheaded because you didn't know what she was going to say to you. But when I think about the ability that she had to be teachable, she wasn't afraid to ask questions. She wasn't afraid to not have an answer. It reminds me of Esther this queen in the Old Testament, this this little beautiful girl who would become queen, found herself in the king's court, found herself as a chosen one among other women. She didn't know what she was doing, but she had an uncle. And she allowed her uncle to direct her. She allowed her uncle to teach her. She listened to his directions and she followed everything that he asked her to do. If you're unfamiliar with the story of Esther, it's a book in the Old Testament. And I just wanna challenge you to go back and read how powerful this young woman was. She was powerful, she was influential, yet she was very, very teachable. And And the thing about it is she didn't have to be. She didn't have to listen to her uncle. She could have taken her position and ran with it and done everything that she wanted to do the way she wanted to do it but she chose to be teachable. And because she listened to her uncle, this is what the scripture says. Mordecai had instructed her that she should not make them known. Esther had not yet made known her kindred or her people, even as Mordecai had commanded her. For Esther did what Mordecai told her as she had done when she was under his care. You see, Mordecai had taken care of her And so when she moved from the house, she still listened to the things that he asked her to do. Even becoming a finalist in this frenzied competition that she found herself in, or later becoming queen, that didn't cause her to move from her dependence on her uncle or his influence. She continued to listen to him. And in doing so, the scripture says that she persuaded the king to retract an order for the annihilation of the Jewish nation simply because she was teachable simply because she listened. Now I know women are strong. I know you're strong and I know that you can make things happen today. I want to challenge you woman of influence to continue. I'm not saying that you're not, but I want to challenge you to continue to be teachable. Think of the women and the men who are around you. What are they sharing with you? What are they asking you to do? Would you take time to listen? Would you take time to weigh the things that are happening around you and then move in a direction that is wise for you and remain teachable? So a woman of influence is teachable. A woman of influence is also patient. Now, patience is something that I have a little trouble with, if I can be absolutely honest with you. They say patience is a virtue. And my friend Candy Skinner says this. She says, it's not that I'm impatient. I just don't have time to wait. And I think, huh, I'm going to take that on. But she just says that in jest. But that is what I do a lot of time. I, I think I don't, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to be patient. But think about Sarah. In the Old Testament, this woman who was married to this man of this magnanimous man, they had a promise that they were going to have a child. And at ninety nine, the Lord comes to him and says, you know what? You're going to be the father of many nations. Your wife is going to have a child. And he laughs. Now, listen, I'm fifty six. If the Lord, an angel, a spirit came to me and said, Cheryl, you're going to have a child. Now, I'd have a minute wrapping my head around that. It would have to be writing on the wall. There would have to be smoke in the room. Something special would have to happen. I would end up doing it, but I'm telling you, God would have to come down himself in the flesh and say, girl, it's me. And this is what's going to happen. But think about Sarah, old woman. Think about the stigma that was placed on a, a childless woman back in that day. It was, it was not good to not have children. And so when God comes to her, to her husband and says, you're going to be a mother. And not only that, you're going to be the father and the mother of many nations. I can't imagine what that felt like. But think about the desire that was in her heart. Think about the prayers that she prayed as a young woman. Think about what she saw when she looked at other women who had babies and she didn't. And I just want to pause and talk to the woman who wants children and you're not able to have them yet. Please know that God sees you. Please know that he remembers you. Please know that he knows your body better than anything else. He's your creator. And if it's not good yet, God's not done. So Sarah is waiting for this baby and she's waiting for this baby and it doesn't happen. She probably in her heart says, you know what? I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to keep on living my life. And then here comes the spirit of the Lord to Abraham and Abraham and says, you're going to have a baby. I would imagine that on one side, she was jumping up and down, doing a happy dance. And on the other side, she was saying, not today. Not that That ain't happening today. I'm too old. But because she trusted God, she trusted his word, it happened. Can you imagine the joy that came with that? And I don't know when you think about patience, I don't know what it took for a woman of her character to wait on God like that. But when I think about my mother and her ability to trust God when when things weren't working out the way she wanted them to work out and and patience wasn't something that she demanded from us. It was something that we caught from her. We had the privilege of watching this woman live a life where she trusted God for everything. You know, she didn't drive and we had to trust God for rides. She didn't have a job. We had to trust God for food sometimes. And may I tell you how God provided for us when we didn't have much as a child? And my mother would look at us when we'd say, where's the next meal coming from? She would say, God is going to provide. And do you know, girl, he provided. We never went hungry. And thinking about what we're walking through with this COVID-19 and our loved ones, some of our loved ones are sick and some of us have lost our jobs and we're just sitting in in a space where we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like but we have this ability to depend on God. See, patience isn't passive. It's active. It's actively trusting God for our lives, knowing that he sees us, knowing that he knows us, knowing that he knows the end from the beginning and knowing that things may not turn out the way we want them to turn out. They rarely do, but he knows what's best. So just like Sarah, even in her fear, even in her doubt, even feeling left out. She didn't give up all the way. Can I challenge you today, woman of influence, to trust God and be patient for the things that you know that he's called you to. To be patient for the promises that are in your heart, to be patient for the dreams that are lodged in your soul. He sees them and he knows. So a woman of influence is teachable. A woman of influence is patient and a woman of influence is consistent. When again, I'm going to go back to my mother and thinking about consistency and how she trusted God with her whole life. And one of the things that I always remember was her prayer life. She was consistent in her prayer life. She prayed all day long. She talked to God all day long. You'd think she'd be talking to herself and she was talking to God. She was talking to her maker. She was talking to her provider. She was talking to her husband. She was talking to her friend, God. And I, again, it wasn't something that she demanded that we do. It was something that we caught. And that level of consistency was such an influence on my life that I don't know what I would do if I was unable to talk to the Lord because it's been become such an integral part of my life. But when I think about consistency, I read an article and I want to read it to you. It says this about the power of consistency. It referenced a leaky faucet. Imagine with me a leaky faucet, regardless of how hard you twist the knob, It still drips one drip at a time, incessantly drip, drip, drip. The consistency becomes an annoyance really quickly. Have you ever had a leaky faucet in your home? However, if you place that drip in the right environment and given enough time, that same dripping with that same sense of consistency can have an immense sense of power. Think about melting, snow-capped mountains. And when the temperature begins to warm and the snow begins to melt, canyons are formed. Rivers are filled. Not all at once, but through the power of consistency. Dripping isn't all that exciting, is it? But what it lacks in flash, it makes up for in effectiveness. There's a lot to be said for the power of consistency I've got one more story that I want to tell you about consistency and that is the story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and how he and how consistent he was when he walked the earth teaching his disciples to become men of God teaching his disciples to change the fabric of the world not just the world they lived in but the world for generations to come how he loved them consistently how he taught them consistently, how he was patient with them consistently, how consistently he talked to the father and how consistently the father answered him every time. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what's happening in your world. Even with this COVID-19, I don't know how you've been affected, but this is what I do know. We, are women of influence and men. Again, I know you're in the house and I appreciate you, but if you'll give me a moment just to speak to the women, we are women of influence. We have this ability to impact the way people think. We have this ability to impact the way people pray. We have this ability to change people's mind through the power of the Holy Spirit when we're doing it the right way. We have the power to be mothers of generations, whether we have biological children or not. We are women of influence and we're teachable and we're patient and we're consistent. And that is what God is calling us to today. And you may be afraid to trust God or something may have happened in your life and you don't want to trust him. Or you may not know him And you don't know how to trust him. I'm here today to tell you about this God who is powerful, who is influential, who gives us the ability to learn who he is, who's given us the freedom and the, and the, and the grace to reflect his glory and draw people to them by the way we behave. I want you to know that that God loves you with an everlasting love, with a love that is unmatched. And if you feel like you cannot be that woman of influence, he gives you the power to become all that you desire to be, all that he desires you to be, which is so much more than anything you could imagine. So would you trust him today? And moms, again, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for who you are and we're thankful, God, that you love us. We're grateful that you thought enough of each one of us to, to create us so that we can make an impact on the generations. And Lord, I lift up the moms in the house to you, which is every woman. Would you cover her? Would you protect her? God, would you lead and guide and direct her in everything that she's affiliated with? God, would you bless her children? Would you bless her marriage? Would you bless her business? God, would you bless everything that she sets her hand to? We thank you, God, again for who you are. And we'll be careful, Lord, to give you the glory and the honor because you deserve it. In your holy name, amen.